bhagavato samma sambuddhasa namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa So, friends, today I would like to talk about uh, mindfulness and liberation of the heart. Basically, I'm going to be talking about working with the emotions. And I'm going to consolidate most of the techniques that uh, you have already uh, learned and some of them we haven't talked about them and we're going to explore and find out how we can navigate through this world of emotions these techni techniques actually are, are very ancient they come from uh, uh, ancient tradition uh, 2600 uh, years ago <laughs> So it's amazing they still work even up to now. So, and I've given a name which is a very modern name, uh, emotion management techniques, just to sound American. <laughs> I don't know if the Buddha has to be around and <laughs> find out how we market his teachings. <laughs> yes. Uh, Myself, uh, I've experienced uh, a lot of uh, emotions, uh, and sometimes there can be so many, and we don't know which is one is happening. So we are in a, a world of cascading emotions. Also, we are going to explore, of course, uh, the difference between uh, feelings and emotions, and. Uh, how really to handle them in a very positive way because most of the time when they come we freak out and we handle them in a very negative way and uh, we say that there's a problem with us there's no problem <laughs> so it's only that we don't know how to handle them i give you uh, my experience uh, in 2008 i was invited to attend a conference in thailand uh, it was uh, this conference is called World Buddhist Sangha Youth, and uh, I was one of the, of the, pa the, the person chosen. So they bought a ticket for me to go to Thailand through London. Since it was uh, such an, uh, a short, uh, it was such a short notes, so it was very difficult to find flights which are direct from USA to Thailand. So I passed through London, and I had a 12 hours layover in London, Heathrow. Uh, not so good, not a good idea, because a monk, we eat at a certain time. <laughs> and you go there, and nobody to offer you food, you don't have money. Uh, so you wait in the airport 12 hours, and then you jump on another plane. So that journey, almost 11 hours from London to Bangkok. When, when I reached Bangkok, I was hungry and tired. 
now as a monk i don't have a phone actually i don't have even a calling card i don't have uh, money to buy a sim card <laughs> when i reached the airport i looked around and there was nobody to pick me up i expected somebody with the name bante budarakita welcome <laughs> i said there was nobody i said well, how am i going to contact these people <laughs> Now I say, oh, no problem. They will come. Anyway. So I sat down a little bit and one hour, two hours. I say, I've got to call. So that emotion is arising now. Worry. <laughs> now I went to call and um, uh, as I reached the phone, I said, no, I shouldn't call a monk at night because it's almost 10. I say, let them sleep. Uh, I'll call maybe in the morning. So I changed my mind. I said, okay, I'm going to sleep in the airport. So I went and slept in the airport. Uh, six hours sitting and meditating and reading Dhamma books. I exhausted everything. Walking, sitting, reading. <laughs> the airport, you can't actually really sleep, actually. So and then early in the morning, uh, by the way, I've missed many meals at that time. I counted how many meals I've missed. <laughs> Many. <laughs> then uh, I said, okay. I went to the desk there, customer desk. I said, uh, can I go out for, my, for arms round? Because I had my arms ball. So I wanted to go out of the airport to uh, go and ask for food near the airport. Actually, that's not a good idea because usually we don't go arms round on airport, but I was desperate. <laughs> But it's a tradition in Thailand, actually, I would get food, actually. But I, the, the person told me, oh, don't worry, I'm going to give you food. I said, wow, that's great. <laughs> so she said, wait a minute. She went running up steps. Uh, and then I started worrying about what food she's going to bring me. <laughs> a lot of worries. <laughs> I said, I'm, I don't eat red meat. Maybe she's going to bring red meat. I wanted to follow her to, uh, to say, please, <laughs> make sure that you buy <laughs> food that agrees with me. <laughs> but as a monk, actually, we, we, we're on a receiving end. So we, we receive whatever's given. I said, okay, let me sit back. Sure enough, she came with a sandwich with bacon. <laughs> she gave me this sandwich and it was dry and then I had to peel off her the bacon in some particles which are, were there. I had to scrap or scrape them off and throw them out. And I remained with a dry piece of bread. That was my breakfast. <laughs> and uh, of course I had gratitude for... for, for, for. <laughs> you don't know how I, I, I appreciated that dry bread, you know. I was filled with joy in the positive emotions arising. Okay, at least I have something in the stomach. So um, then um, I went and sat and I called. I called, but uh, nobody was actually getting the phone. Then I said, okay, let me wait, uh, call until, um, let me call maybe uh, at 10, around 10 a.m. Then I called. Somebody was on the phone finally. And they say, oh, we are going to pick you up at 10 at uh, uh, 11 so that you can have your lunch. I counted I've spent almost more time <laughs> in the airport than the time I traveled. 
now emotions started getting triggered now. I say, ah, these people, they're inconsiderate. How can I stay 12 hours at the airport? <laughs> it took me less than that to travel from London to Thailand. I started getting some kind of irritation, actually. And uh, I waited, sat down. I said, let me try to practice patience. Every technique that I've learned in Buddhist teaching, <laughs> I said, I'm going to use it, but I'm not going to get angry as soon as I see somebody who is going to pick me up. <laughs> and then I start rehearsing <laughs> in case I lose it. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the best technique to pull out in case I lose it? Because <laughs> uh, I went through all the techniques, but also I thought it's going to be an embarrassment if I lose it because I'm the one who teaches how to, over, to overcome anger. <laughs> and here I am, I'm really getting a little bit irritated because uh, they're not coming actually the, the time they say. Now it's over 11, 11.30. That's the time I have to eat my lunch. Nobody's coming. I say, maybe they've forgotten about, about me completely. I start worrying that I'm going to stay in the airport for another extra day. And then finally they came and they, they picked some nuns from Taiwan. And then when I saw the person, it's amazing. I just smiled. Because I've been cultivating meta and meta again. <laughs> I was charged with meta. <laughs> So that when somebody came, I just had a smile because, I mean, I know the whole organization was some monks involved. So anyway, I, I just found out the training works, but you have to remember it's very easy to lose it because it's not about not getting emotions. It's about how to manage them when they come. So that has to be very clear so that we know how to turn even difficult emotions into a, a positive emotion. And that's the way how we can uh, live our life at peace. So uh, some of us have uh, talked about uh, feelings many times uh, in the wonderful talk also from uh, uh, Gina you know, during her guided meditation. So I'd like to just point this out that feelings, the Pali word for feelings, Vedana, which actually means to feel or to know. So it's not only to feel but also to know, to experience. And uh, it's just bare pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral feelings. So here we don't have mixed feelings. Sometimes people say, how do you feel? Oh, I have mixed feelings. No, here it's very clear. It's pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. This is how we see it here in, in, from a spiritual point of view. But of course, in your communication, you can, you can still tell your, peop, your friends, I have mixed feelings, but for us, it's, it has to be very clear in order to practice. So emotion, uh, that one for us, it's more complex and complicated than feelings. Emotions for us fall under mental states and uh, it's what comes after your subjective bias or your reaction to, f to, this, to this pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral that uh, emotion arises. So I went and checked in the dictionary 
one time and I, I was in, in, interested to find out uh, the meaning and the origin of the word emotion uh, originating from Latin. Uh, it means to move out. And this is usually we feel like that. When we have emotion, it we, f we feel like something is moving out, especially when it comes to talking. Uh, when you, you communicate under the influence of strong emotions, sometimes you feel that it's just coming out. And it shares the same meaning, uh, uh, the same mot root with motivate. So all those things actually make sense to, m to me because sometimes you can see what is the motivation behind these thoughts, these feelings and all that. So these are things very clear. Uh, the difference between uh, uh, emotions and uh, feelings, again, this is uh, something that I got from uh, uh, a book, uh, and somebody got it from the Penguin Dictionary of Psychology by A.S. Reber. So uh, here the distinction is very interesting. Like uh, here they say emotions are more intensely experienced, like a rage. When you have a rage, it's more intense. As compared to feeling they are not intensely uh, experienced. So it's like pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. But sometimes you have joy, eh? then you, you really feel it very uh, fast, very intense, pretty intense. And also uh, another distinction they gave here is that uh, emotions are short-lived, uh, short-lived levels of arousal. In other words, they're acute. Let's say uh, fear, uh, sometimes it's disgust. Let's say when you taste something you don't like, it's like, what's this? Something like that. As far as feeling is concerned, it's a long-lived level of arousal. And that can be, uh, of course, felt also when you have pleasant feeling and pleasant and neutral. There are so many differences, but I think that's uh, something that uh, can remind you the difference. Another difference which is also very interesting, the behavioral order, like the... Emotions are disorganized. Eh? When they arise, they are always disorganized. Like on one time there's a rage, on one time there's a terror, there's a desperation, there's a grief and all that. So sometimes it can be like emotion swings, you know, from one emotion to another. Uh, as, as for the feelings, it's behaviorally organized. So you know that this is a pleasant feeling. This is unpleasant. So anyway, that's a, a little bit of a difference between uh, uh, emotions and feelings. Now, uh, some of the examples of uh, emotions, uh, there's, let's say, positive emotions. Usually most people, when they talk about emotions, they always have this con connotation of negative emotions, always. Okay, like fear, sadness, and all that. But actually, they are positive emotions. And on many levels, and many times in our life, actually, we have positive emotions. So I just use the word positive and negative just as a matter of distinction. So let us say, uh, for positive emotions, we have joy, delight, and calmness. 
and so on. And we f I think we must have experienced this during our meditation. That's when we send metta. That's a positive emotion. We have joy. And sometimes calmness. We feel very calm. Right? Also, we have to deal with these kind of emotions also in terms of our practice. Then comes negative emotions. That's what I think we are most familiar with when there's a rage, sadness, uh, hopelessness, and all that. But I'd like to offer you a connection between feelings and emotion. There's a connection there. It's very clear. And it comes when we are reacting, when there's a, 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 subject, a subject, subjective bias to, let's say, pleasant feeling. Let's say, for instance, when we have a pleasant feeling, um, let us say we are eating chocolate. Hmm? Maybe ice cream. Eh? What's your favorite? <laughs> Let's say, okay, chocolate. Let us take chocolate. Here we are, we are taking a chocolate. It's pleasant. <laughs> and uh, before you know where you are, there's a lot of joy eh? and delight. And then you read and you cover, where, where is this one? And then you find out where it comes from. <laughs> and then you try to really get attached to this kind of chocolate. I say, I'm going to be eating this chocolate every day. And if you miss it, you really feel bad about it. <laughs> so you start reacting to actually basic present feeling. And there comes underlying tenets of attachment. Attachment, and we get attached. And that attachment, that's what we call an emotion. It starts with a feeling which is pleasant, and then it turns out to be emotions when we start reacting, and there's attachment, and then excessive attachment. It comes into deg various degrees, and then we start uh, having some kind of stress. Okay, another uh, k uh, kind of uh, feeling is unpleasant. So the, how unpleasant turns into emotion is also our subjective bias. When we react, uh, let's say we, we lament, we grieve ar around the unpleasant emotion, uh, unpleasant feelings, then there's underlying tendency, the tendency to have aversion towards that feeling. So then we have more, it starts with a little bit of irritation, then it goes to aversion, and all the way we have a lot of anger, and we hate this, the situation, the unpleasant feeling, and then that becomes emotion. Then with neutral feelings, that's another realm that which is known, not known to us most of the time, because uh, we don't see how neutral feeling arise and pass away, then the underlying tendency is ignorance that triggers it. We don't know. We are ignoring. So uh, what are, uh, arises out of that is confusion. So we get confused. We don't know. And when you, everything gets confused, so all emotions become even more complicated because we don't know what's going on. It's kind of all blended together. Now, how do we deal with emotions? And that's a big question. How do we deal with emotions? 
the first thing to deal with emotions is, especially negative emotions, is called mindfulness of six senses. Because that's our world. <laughs> you know our world? There's a world there we talk about you, uh, uh, continents and all that. That's a physical world. But our world, actually, the whole world is within us. And the way how we see this world, I mean how we experience this world, is through these six senses. Yeah. Seeing, hearing, um, testing, touching, smelling. Uh, actually, there's one sense that most people ignore or they don't know about is, th- is thinking, uh, thoughts. So, and in fact, excessive thinking, that usually also triggers emotions. When we're caught up in thinking and we react, and then because we react on the thoughts of what we have seen, heard, and all that. So um, this is a, a, a very important step if you want to handle, if you, have, if you want to manage your emotions, because it's about preventing, preventing desire or attachment or discontent or aversion be, uh, before it arises. It helps you to keep in check these emotions whether it's compulsive buying, <laughs> uh, you go to a supermarket or somewhere, and uh, actually you wanted to buy, let's say, uh, bre- bread or apples. But because when we go in, in, a, in a supermarket, we look at things, then we find out actually buying more things that, we, that are not even on the list. <laughs> Do you know why? <laughs> And we spend a lot of time, actually, looking at this, looking at this. But you, you, you just went to buy apples. <laughs> you end up actually getting a, <laughs> a big basket. <laughs> I mean, you keep on spending and all that. It's many things that you didn't even plan. That comes from your seeing, actually. When you go to supermarket, you don't become mindful of seeing. seeing. Then you, are get, you get hooked up. You desire this, right? You put it in your bucket, and your, your, your basket, and so you don't uh, uh, need this, or you, you don't have desire for this. Then, oh, I don't like it. You push it away. So, uh, the best way to really uh, make sure that uh, you keep in check with emotions so that they don't arise randomly is always to be mindful at the moment of seeing. Let's say as you, are, you see a visible object, object, you become aware of seeing. Like you are hearing me talking, you become aware of hearing. When you are eating food, you just become aware of tasting, 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 tasting. If there's some desire that arises, it's an emotion. It's okay. Don't say it's bad. <laughs> you just become aware of desire, desire. And if the food, you don't like it, and you, you hate the food, you just become aware of hate, hate, hate. But that comes after those techniques. We are going to see them. But the first technique I'm giving you, as soon as something arises at the sense door, whether ears and mouth, tongue or, or the eyes, you have to become aware of that experience. It's seeing. 
It's not seeing I like it. <laughs> it's not seeing I don't like it. That's a different thing, you know. It's just seeing. Just stop at seeing. When there's a sound, just stop at hearing. Let's say even somebody when he talks something that you don't like. Eh? Let's say, look at your hair or something like that. So, if you manage to hear that, uh, you just become aware of hearing, hearing. You never get angry, actually, because every word which comes is just hearing, hearing, hearing. Actually, that's what I do. <laughs> when I go to Uganda, <laughs> this is what I do, actually. Uh, when I go to Uganda, the first, I went to Uganda the first time, uh, actually, most people thought there is something wrong. In Uganda, most people dressed in a trouser and a shirt, but for me, I was bundled in the bed sheets, according to them. They thought that I'm bundled in bed sheets. <laughs> so the first people, they say, are you cold? I said, no, Uganda's hot. I'm not cold. <laughs> then, uh, actually, uh, you don't know how I feel when I go to uh, Uganda. Because in Uganda, they have never seen somebody who dressed like this. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, it's actually I, I look very foreign when I go to Uganda. <laughs> it's very strange. <laughs> it's very strange. And uh, uh, when I go to Sri Lanka, where there are many monks, so actually people in, in Sri Lanka think that I'm a Sri Lankan. I'm a foreign country. <laughs> Sri Lanka, all people think that I'm a Sri Lankan. In fact, Sometimes I talk a little bit of Sri Lankan, then people, they don't know at all. Until I start mumbling and mumbling, and they say, oh yeah. <laughs> in Uganda, I come from the central in a capital, and I speak Luganda, the local language, properly. So when I go there, walking, then I hear people say, oh, he's going to a mental hospital, or he's coming from there, or both. Now I have all the right to have a very strong emotion because I'm just coming from a meditation cushion. Me? To go to a mental hospital? <laughs> I just come from meditating. My mind is clear. <laughs> as clear as the... Sometimes, actually, I feel those things like arising, and I say, oh, no, it's just hearing. I mean, really, actually, we have, we have the ability, which this is very interesting that I found out when I was in Uganda. We have actually the ability to get angry or not get angry. That you know that you have full power. I found out that I have a lot of power either to be angry or not, and that choice is me. <laughs> The problem when we're not, we don't have mindfulness, we lose that power. And then we bite on what people are saying. Do you think I'm going to accept people who are telling you that I, I, I'm, I'm going to a mental hospital? I will not buy into that. Yet, I've seen people, I, I, I spent five years in India, and uh, I, I saw somebody who told the, uh, another that you're a pig. And this, the other person said, I'm not a pig. The other person said, you're a pig. So it kept on going, you're a pig, I'm not a pig, you're a pig, I'm not a pig. And then they start fighting. <laughs> this is a strong emotion. 
you have a choice. I mean, you can't convince me that I'm a pig. I mean, unless you convince me and I know that I'm a pig, then I'm going to... <laughs> so, the, the choice is always ours, whether it's to believe the people that they're telling us we're pigs, and then we believe them, and then we, we, we start reacting, you know. So, uh, hearing. Every time when people say something, hearing. Say, where is this person coming from? Is he coming from Nigeria? Sometimes when I talk my language in Uganda, they say, oh, you, you can even speak Luganda? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, so some people talk about things I'm telling you that uh, I cannot even reproduce them here because it's amazing how, how much perception people have, subjective bias, bias people have towards us and our experience. And the, the, the unfortunate part is buying into that. We shouldn't buy into these things. We should know how to, ha to handle our emotions. And the best way to handle them, hearing, seeing, thinking because also thinking can also uh, take us take us into another realm of emotions so just become aware of thinking 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 about thinking uh there is something that uh very interesting uh, many years ago during the time of the buddha there's a person called bahia he was uh, not a Buddhist, but he thought he was enlightened. So he went to the Buddha. And, 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 and because they told him that actually the, the Buddha is the only one who is enlightened, <laughs> he said, no, 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 I have to see this person. So he, when he went to the Buddha and asked him, or when he saw him, he, he knew that he's even beyond him. So he asked some instructions. And the Buddha instructions to uh, this person called Bahia, he told him in the seen, there's only the seen. In the heard, there's only the heard. In the sensed, there's only the sensed. That means smelled, tasted, and touched. That was bunched together, called in the sensed. And in the cognized, there's only the cognized. And that person attained enlightenment. Those are the shortest instructions, I think, for enlightenment. So if you remember this, <laughs> you, you'll be close there <laughs> while you're working with emotions. Okay, the second technique, um, the first one is called mindfulness of senses, which, which I, we would call, let's say, restraining, uh, restrain, restraining at the moment of hearing, seeing and all that. The second technique is called, this one I've already actually mentioned it during my guided meditation. It's called full understanding of what is to be known. Uh, actually, it's the same technique that we used with hindrance. Uh, in fact, uh, we use the same techniques of handling emotions the way we use them with hindrances. The only thing, this is just an expansion of our, our, our awareness to our emotional life. So when we are repeating these uh, techniques, yes, it, there's a purpose to that because it's the same way we handle hindrances and emotions. So we become mindful of the, a certain emotion when it arises. Let's say if when anger arises, we, be, we can become aware of anger, anger, anger. If it's fear, 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 fear. We can even put a mental note. This mental note helps us to come closer to our experience. Eh? 
So we allow 98% to be a direct experience and 2% to be a technique of really noting. Eh? The more you note, the more you become very uh, efficient uh, and you can sort them out, anger, fear, and all that. Otherwise, we get lost in emotions and reactions and then we don't know which is which. So this is very helpful and I think we have already practiced this in uh, during our meditation. I don't have to dwell on that. Really this disengage, uh, disengages you uh, in the tornado of emotions. So the instruction is very clear. Pay mindfulness attention when an, an emotion is present. And also what is very important is to pay mindfulness attention when it's absent. Let's say when the emotion is absent, it's also good to check how you feel at that time because that will give you faith and confidence that the technique works and also you will see the freedom that you, the freedom you have when anger is not present. When anger is not, is not present, what, how do you feel and what's there? Say loving kindness. Eh? So then become aware of that because most people actually they just only pay attention only to the dark spots. Eh? Only the dark spots of their life and they ignore other areas, positive emotions that are actually a part of being a human being. So pay attention to that absence also. When we are fooling, uh, when we are practicing this full understanding of what is to be known, you can call this mindfulness or recognition. But mindfulness, of course, uh, always is needed in every technique. So if I say mindfulness, you know that it's not only here in this technique, but even the first one, second one, and all other techniques I'm going to talk about. So, but here I'm using it specifically because <coughs> it's so important. Don't forget it. As we practice mindful or mindfulness of a certain emotion, it's very important to check from time to time what's your attitude. Yeah, because sometimes it can be we can make a mental note or be mindful of uh, a certain emotion, but we ha we are still have some attachment, or we not, or we become mindful of a certain emotion in order to push it away. So this is very, very important, and that's what uh, uh, we can call right attitude or proper attitude in order to uh, not push away that experience or not indulging in experience or not ignore it. Because all those things, all those reactions actually are triggering more emotions. Let's say if we are indulging, that emotion will be attachment. If we are ignoring, that emotion will be aversion. If you are, let's say, if you are, if you are ignoring the emotion, so the emotion will be uh, that of confusion. So if it, you are trying to push it away, the emotion will be aversion. So we have to really keep on top of things when an emotion is arising to make sure that we are mindful with a proper attitude. Usually when anger rises, most people what they do is, why me? They always 
react. They start reacting <clears throat> and then they always now shift to the other person. Eh? They shift to the object of anger other than anger itself as a mental state, a mind state. And that's not terribly good because you are leaving the very thing that you have to deal with and go to the other person, you know. So it's better to deal with the mental state first. That's your priority. And then you can deal with other external things, especially strong emotions like anger. When we are actually not dealing with anger itself as a mind state, it gets worse. It gets worse. And uh, I can tell you how it gets worse. Do you do all your emails and, and go internet? If you start logging on www.anger.com and then you don't put enter for that page to open, you just keep on logging www.anger.com uh, dot why made you angry? Why did she do or he did to me this and this? Uh, so you, you, not, you have not entered actually. You are just actually writing www why me <laughs> w, www uh, why uh, very insensitive person why uh, dot com or dot net and so when you enter finally you are stuck. You ca the computer cannot open any of those pages. It cannot open anger <laughs> to see it clearly. It cannot open why me or poor me. <laughs> so all those things cannot happen, really, because it's a reaction. So, But if you see one chunk of thing, okay, this is anger. Let me look at it. I think you, you can deal with it clearly. So... Mindfulness is like a mirror, actually. Uh, the way it works, it works, it's like a mirror. So when you look at a mirror, I don't know how many people have looked in a mirror. <laughs> what does a mirror do, actually? Have you ever gone to a mirror and just say, oh, you know, today I'm tired of you. <laughs> you can look at a mirror many times. <laughs> it also doesn't say, okay, today you are beautiful. Or today you are ugly. <laughs> it just reflects what's there. So the same here, mindfulness, recognizing emotion. It just shows you. It just ju just shows you what's there. Yeah? What 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 emotion is there, without reacting. So that's the function of uh, uh, mindfulness. Very important. The third technique is uh, awareness of the conditionality of the nature of the emotion. So now, this is now very interesting. We are going further to dig in. What are the conditions that uh, bring, uh, brought this emotion to arise? Let's say when it's present. How, let's say when anger is present. What are the conditions that trigger this anger? You'll find out one of the conditions is unwise attention to irritation. So when some irritation arose, then you didn't pay attention to it. All right? That one, one condition. And when is the 
the anger has less subsided also we know the condition why anger subsided that means you paid attention to meta loving kindness you cultivated meta that's why uh, this emotion passed away so uh, this is conditionality is very important because then we know when anger comes next time so it it helps us to be familiar with an emotion when it arises next time apart from actually helping you to manage it manage it properly and even remove it uh, it's very very important every time to check in what's the conditionality nature of this emotion I've already told you paying unwise attention to the theme of irritation that uh, brings out anger and if you pay wise attention to loving kindness compassion that removes anger so those are the conditions but as far as uh, also anger or another emotions connected to anger like sadness and fear and all that you can also tune into the conditions of the or that will prevent anger not to arise in in the future and that's when you attain third level of awakening when you attain third level of awakening no more anger before that you have to walk slowly and patient you have to really really uh, use these techniques to help you so this is a really a very important thing then you know that you are diagonizing the emotion you are you know how to cure it and you know how to prevent it so the fourth technique is full understanding through investigation so you investigate usually we don't have time to do this actually i'm telling you i don't know about you you know my story in thailand i was hungry <laughs> sometimes it's very easy to forget because some of these emotions are triggered by environment sometimes they're triggered by seasons sometimes they're triggered by conditions which are very natural in fact some of the like hormones i mean when you have hormones you have emotions it's very clear <laughs> so uh it's very very important to investigate because usually when we don't investigate we get lost because the hormones are doing that thing you know <laughs> so we, we, of course let's say adrenaline it will just going to come and then when we react more adrenaline and then more anger and then we get caught up in a vicious circle of anger so but if we can investigate then we are no longer uh, giving fuel to the hormone okay we have nothing we have no, nothing to do with the hormones but at least we have something to do with the anger we can investigate is it increasing is it staying the same is it uh, uh, decreasing so we can do at least something about it we can do something with the, our reaction to anger but the hormones they, they are going to do their thing <laughs> so that's why it's very important to investigate because that's within our capacity in order to manage an emotion so we are not helpless beings <laughs> we are not helpless we can actually do something about it because when we investigate of the, of the nature of uh, Uh, of this um, the impermanence nature of emotions actually we can see these things rising and passing away 
Before we thought we are angry the whole one hour, whole day, the whole uh, one year, five years, ten years. That's what people actually uh, tell us. That I'm angry for the first five years I'm angry, but that's not a true statement. Even saying that I'm, I'm angry for a whole day, it's not true. There's a time when you had to take lunch. <laughs> I've never seen somebody taking lunch when they're angry, especially at the Spirit Rock here. <laughs> Even if they're in a rage, at least when they are uh, taking that wonderful food, they're really happy about it. So, I mean... We can investigate that at least that chunk of time there was no anger. <laughs> so if we can bring this to moment-to-moment investigation, okay? This is anger rising, anger is passing away, fear is passing away, and all that. Another investigation worth carrying out is how does this emotion affect my body? It comes into the body because the body is a biofeedback. Yeah. It's by feedback. It helps us to really find out what's going on. Sometimes when you have anger, let's say, you feel you tensed in the shoulders. Sometimes uh, more heat, pulsating and throbbing. and You will feel emotion somewhere. Don't neglect those signs. Usually what we do, when, when we have these signs, we just think about somebody who made us angry. And actually, that's when we lose it. We, now we are mis- mismanaging emotions. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's not going to help you a lot. I don't say that never talk to the person who made you angry. I'm, I'm saying you the order of priority. Eh? The order of priority is to take care of what's going on here. And later on, you can go to somebody and say, Darling, I didn't like the way you talked last night. <laughs> But at least you have done your homework. <laughs> but going around the other side and you just bump into somebody, you know, I didn't like the way you talked to me. <laughs> and then they, they say the same thing because you have triggered their emotions. And then you go back and forth. Not a good idea in a relationship. So you take care of what you need to take care of first. Remember this. Okay, insecurity. That's another investigation. Uh, investigation how you, you feel uh, suffering when emotion arises it's in substantial nature because these things when these things when they arise there's that kind of solidity we feel things are solid like even anger or whatever we feel that something's solid but actually it's not solid so we can see the uh, the selfless nature the insubstantial nature of that emotion that helps to melt the emotion of course, we have also uh, to pay, uh, investigate how the emotion uh, uh, affects our mind. Sometimes we feel confusion and all that in the mind. So that takes us to the fifth technique of, uh, of uh, managing, managing emotions. It's full understanding through abandoning. That's what I call release. Release. When you release, you'll find real ease. I'm playing with words now. 
When you release, you'll find real ease. <laughs> holding on. There's a lot of holding on to certain emotions. In fact, which is very interesting is even people holding on to difficult emotions. When they're burning them, uh, these emotions are burning you, but still we hold on to them. So the key is to release, the. as I told you in my talk last time, is you have to release and see that this emotion is just another mental state. So you release, it's not I, this anger is not I am, this anger is not mine, this anger is not myself, it's just a mental state. So when you release that kind of wrong view about emotion, it's so relieving you feel more peaceful. Otherwise, what happens if anger rises and you lose more space? Now another word for, from rele release. You're, you're on the other side of leasing. You are leasing more space for anger. Oh, anger rises. Sit here. You have, this is a big room. Be here. <laughs> so you create a lot of space for anger to arise. You are going to feel dizzy and disease. This is. <laughs> another plot of words <laughs> really you really feel this is because you are releasing more space for anger so here we're trying to let it go no space I don't have space for you you know what to do some people we're on a fifth technique fifth technique uh, invest, um, full understanding through abandoning I've seen people from my experience even actually my experience uh, I used to hold on to, to anger when I was still young and I had a potato inside here I was holding on to anger when I found out actually that anger was localized here in Uganda we call it a frog you have a frog and no, no you, here you call it a frog, but there we say potato. I have a potato here. <laughs> when, I Uganda, when I was in Uganda, I didn't know about meditation. I, I don't want to give you an impression that I was meditating. <laughs> so I used to, when I was young, somebody really, my sibling made me angry. Immediately I would have a potato here. It will sit here and I, I would spend hours and hours one time I, th I nearly wanted people to operate <laughs> because I tried to figure out things. The potato was not going away. <laughs> the frog was not going away. I was fed up. Really, I was fed up all the time with these things. So when I talk about uh, non, uh, holding on things, I know exactly. I used to do that. But when I learned these techniques, it's so helpful. But in my teaching uh, experience, always I find people who say, you know, I cannot give up my anger. So what I have experienced that people have copyright of anger. <laughs> they monopolize on anger. They have monopoly. <laughs> they have even patent rights. <laughs> I have a right to be angry. I'm telling you, you have a right to, to, to suffer. <laughs> it's up to you, my friend. But I'm telling you, take it as an impersonal stuff. And then let it go. Some specific way of dealing with difficult emotions. Number six is replacement method. Difficult emotions that, uh, uh, like let's say fear, anger, anxiety, and all that, there's a way how to deal with it. This, number six. 
Replacement method. Again, this comes from the Sutta discourse in the Buddha's teaching. Uh, you substitute an emotion with its opposite. Let's say anger, you substitute it with loving kindness and compassion. If you have an emotion of craving, you substitute it with letting go and generosity and co uh, co contentment. If it's confusion, you try to get wisdom under your belt, this understanding. So this is very easy, really. It's like when you have something in a body, uh, let's say a, a thorn, you use a tweezer to get it out. So you use something else to get something out. That's what it means. So this technique, uh, we have used it here we, we, during our guided meditation. When you have anger, we tell you to forgive. We ask you to send metta. So already you have practiced this one, actually. That helps you to manage your emotions. So the seventh technique is reflection method. So reflection, you reflect uh, in these three areas at least. Danger, degrada degradation, and defilement of an emotion. Let's say anger, difficult emotion. So let's say you have anger, let's say. Try to reflect on many times when you have anger. What happened? I told you for my case, it was a potato. <laughs> it was not a very good experience. <laughs> so whenever an emotion arises, let's say fear and all that, try to reflect. This is like when you're driving, let's say, when you're driving high speed on the highway. And uh, all of a sudden, you find somebody on the top of the hill Let's say police, traffic police. What do you do? Do you, do you continue over speeding? Hmm? You, you, you usually actually slow down, isn't it? <laughs> because you reflect that you are going to get a ticket and it's very expensive. You don't want to spend all your money in tickets, isn't it? So we do it while, while driving. I don't know why we don't do this when it comes to meditation. When you have emotion, you, you have to reflect. Okay, I'm this emotion. Whenever it comes, I cannot think very well. Eh? I'm telling you, when you have anger, try to read a book. You cannot even read properly. Eh? The danger of anger. Eh? Degradation, how it degrades you. No, nobody wants to be around somebody who's angry. So you can reflect along those lines. Defilement, the more anger you have, the more you create conditions for more anger to come. Like, Next time when anger rises, it's even more stronger. That's actually a good motivation to really try to manage your emotion because any emotion that you are giving more space, the next time when it comes, it becomes even more stronger. So such reflections can help danger, degradation, and defilement. You reflect like that. Because when we reflect the how we feel um, when the emotion is present, then we are going to slow down. The way you will slow down when you are driving your car and you don't want to get that ticket, the same way you are going to slow down about thoughts of anger. Oh yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this to that person who made me angry. All those things actually fuels more anger. But once we know that, okay, when we actually continue to, uh, to entertain these uh, thoughts, we are the one who are going to suffer. That time, it, will help, it helps to release those thoughts and say, forget about it. So, eighth method, 
is called re redirection method. You redirect your mind. Actually, we have done that in meditation. We say, okay, if you feel lost and all that, please come back the breath. My friend, this method works very well. When you have, let's say, aversion and anger, take a few deep breaths. I'd like you to try right now. I'm not saying that you're angry. Okay. <laughs> so now, t take a few slow deep breaths. And then release. Another one. And now come now again. So you can see the effect of breathing right now. Even when you don't have anger, you feel so relaxed. But when there's anger, this breathing deeply has a big effect on your nervous system. And then you relax. And you're not going to be agitated. All those techniques, you need mindfulness, of course, as you're doing them. Come back the breath. Come back the body. Also, that's very important when you have, let's say, emotions like fear, anger, anxiety. For anxiety, it's very important to do more walking, mindfulness of walking, walking meditation. That helps when you are so much anxious. It helps to dissipate the energy. So, you, in, in fact, when anxiety, anxiety is also an, an, an emotion, so you have to redirect your mind from anxiety and at least focus on, let's say, walking meditation, or the breath, or the body. So all those helps to redirect your mind. Go and walk in the nature. Beautiful nature. I've seen people walking in the mountains here. Yeah, beautiful walks. Go and do some sewing. <laughs> Go do something like manual, something that will require you to do something physically. Not, not a good idea maybe to start emailing and all that. <laughs> emailing under influence of anger. <laughs> not a good idea. <laughs> You're not going to reply emails properly. <laughs> Ninth method is uh, retracing. You can trace backwards. How did I end up here in this emotion? Let's say fear. Where does fear come from? It comes from aversion. Where does aversion come from? It comes from attachment. Where does attachment come from? It comes from ignoring. So you try to work backwards and find out where emotion comes. This um, is a method to employ. I spend most most of the time on the first methods, but these are more easy to, to do. The only thing is to remember to do them. Because mindfulness, actually, as most teachers say, it's not difficult. It's not brain surgery. It's just remember to be mindful. So that's all what you have to remember to do. Resolution method. That's the last one, at least for this talk, because time is up. So resolution method, you resolve to find solutions to your problem. <laughs> to your emotion, you resolve, okay? You make a determination every day, okay? Before sunset, I will sort out all my emotions, difficult emotions. At least you make a determination. Not to say, okay, you know I'm helpless. All this anger is going to stay for five years, ten years, and all that. You start worrying. You are making emotions worse, <laughs> But do you know that, okay, I'm not going to allow this emotion to be master. I'm going to deal with it. 
because you have all the resources, you have all the techniques. And of course, with this resolution, you can always uh, uh, make a determination to forgive as the talk that we got today. Uh, it was a wonderful talk about forgiveness this, uh, this evening. Uh, you can forgive, make a determination to forgive because when you forgive, you are the first one to be off the hook. Actually, you really feel happy. You liberate yourself, actually. So these are a few things that are 10 techniques that uh, we have seen. And of course, uh, if you want the 11, give something. Give a gift. This is specific to anger. If you're angry with somebody, go and give a gift. It, it works. <laughs> so uh, I think uh, today we have seen all these techniques. And uh, uh, we don't apply them in that order. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of emotion of anxiety and worry. <laughs> <laughs> so actually we can choose uh, when emotion comes we say okay whatever comes we, we use right? otherwise you are going to scratch your head now I'm angry should I investigate should I do this then angry, you, you're out of the practice by that time so just pull these techniques as you like no problem so I would like to remind you that the arising of emotions are beyond our control they are beyond our control because we have these hormones, we have the environment, we have all other factors that trigger this. So it's beyond our control. But our mindfulness awareness can, can make a difference between being entangled and being free from that entanglement. So I offer this for your reflection. Let us sit for a moment or two. and peaceful. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.